For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the playoff edition of Believe in Vikings. This is Bryant McKinney's show about the Minnesota Vikings. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Sal Spice, Ron Sauce, Super Bowl champion Brian McKinney, and Yannick Eckhart from Germany. This is playoff week. The Vikings take on the Giants Sunday, a rematch of sorts. Last time they played the Giants was Christmas Eve. Vikings haven't been to the postseason since 2019. The Giants haven't been there since 2016. Both teams are considered semi-fraudulent by the numbers and i guess it's just a matter of attrition who comes out ahead a lot of the national media is picking the giants it's the sexy pick this week Um, but the vikings have won 13 games and the giants won seven and a fun fact about the giants is they are three six and one in the last 10 games but still folks are optimistic about their chances we shall see we're going to talk about all that tonight and Bryant McKinney got inducted to or will be inducted to the college football hall of fame that's the first thing we're going to ask him about tonight Foremost, though, betonline.ag is our sponsor. BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use this promo code BLEAV to receive those rewards. Believe, BLEAV. Bet online where the game starts. It is playoff week. We haven't been able to say that for a Vikings perspective in three years on a podcast like this, but alas, we're here. The Vikings take on the Giants. But in arguably bigger news for this show, uh, Mr. McKinney, you got some incredibly exciting news this week. Break it for us. I did. I got a text message from um, Venus has a former assistant who works at University of Miami's alumni program. And she texted me and was like saying, congratulations. Um, the way she said it, it said congratulations. I feel like she was talking about the Hall of Fame University of Miami. <laughs> and I'm like, I think you texted the wrong person. I'm already in there. <laughs> she was like, um, what a flex because <laughs> she wasn't working there when I got in so I was like <laughs> you might be taking the wrong person so then she was like oh wait and then she was like um, nobody told you and I was like told me what and then she was like I mean like a long thing like well, never mind me I should say nothing I'm like what are we talking about because I was not aware like I don't know when they announced like you know the college thing I've seen I was on a ballot this was probably my second year being on the ballot, and I didn't really know when they announced the, the last time either. Um, and then she finally was like, okay, if I tell you, just act surprised when you find out. And I was like, so, so then she stopped again, like, so nobody called you? And I'm like, what are we talking about? I'm not even thinking about this college thing at all. 
And then um, I'm like, nobody's called me. So She's Venus like, is the one who broke the news She's to you. Made the College Hall of Fame. I said I did, or I made the list. <laughs> I made the, <laughs> no, like, I made, like the the ballot again. I'm like, I did. And I'm like, or oh, I made the ballot. And she's like, no, you made it. Something else took place later on. I said, oh, okay. Something else happened like within like 30 minutes of that. And I was like, I think she made I made the um ballot or something. <laughs> Finals, like, yeah. Yeah, like finals or something. And then um I had texted her again. I'm like, are you sure? And she like, I, I am sure. <laughs> she's like, nobody called you. I'm like, no. She was like, just act surprised. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, so I made it in. And she's like, <laughs> yes. So I'm like, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> and then um, I started getting text messages. So when I started getting text messages from other people, and then I started I started seeing it like on social media, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is crazy. That <laughs> I would have thought somebody would have called me something, but then she told me that she found out that something should have got mailed to me, and I was like, well, I haven't checked the mail. That's probably why. <laughs> and it did. So actually, then when I went to go look, it was a, a package, and it had like a letter and um, a box, and it had like information of like. When the event is, the event's not until December though, but okay. when the event is and things like that. Wow. Okay. And when it's actually in Vegas. Oh, okay. And um, did I read correctly that you're the tenth Miami alumni? I am the tenth Miami Hurricane player, and Sweet. then um, Mark Rick is the fifth coach. But I had some good company too. And Dwight Franey was my arch rival. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I know, like Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush. Tebow. It was a few guys on there that were like. I feel like it was a really good class. Now, I know, like the, the Miami one, like one of 10, like seems like, mm-hmm. like that Miami program, like especially like, you know, back to, you know, the Jimmy Johnson era and everything. Like to be 10th, like one, I would have thought it would have been more, but also, I mean, that's Me that's a hell of a company to be in. It definitely is. That I probably would have thought it'd been more too. I know originally on that, this last ballot that it was um, four of us. It was myself, Coach Rick, Ray Lewis, and Ken Dorsey. So it's definitely a good company to be in. Um, and I can't wait for those guys to be able to join us. So presumably, maybe a year ago or something, you knew that you were a contender for it. And then did you just assume that you weren't going to make it or you're just, just kind of. I was on there before. It? I was on there before. And I never knew how voting went. I okay. didn't know like where to send people to vote or anything. So <laughs> it's like I kind of didn't do anything. And then I made the list again. And I was like, I don't even know how this works. <laughs> so okay. I was like, if I can just tell people to vote, like I don't even know what to do. So that's why I kind of was like, I get surprised. Like, wait, how does it make it? No. Don't tell anybody to vote. Like, I don't know how the voting goes, but it's like, yeah, like I know when we um Made the list the last time. It was like something they said when telling people to go vote, but it was like I didn't understand it, and it was just like I didn't really bother to try to figure it out. Okay, well, it is a it's it's a prestigious <laughs> honor, my goodness, um, and it's so cool that almost kind of unbeknownst or surprisingly, you know, you got it. I mean, you weren't sitting there checking the mail for it, and then boom, you got it. <laughs> that was why I was so like more yeah, that's really because, funny way. Right, it's more shocking because. One, I didn't know that they, you know, that they announced it on um, the day of the national championship game. Didn't know that. Never knew when it was announced. I would just see it eventually. Um, I seen Brian Westbrook tell his story because he made it as well. Um, he said he started getting text messages like nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> like you really got caught off guard. Yeah, they might want to revamp the 
uh, notification process, you know. So Unless cool. they want to just keep it a surprise. You really yeah, surprise. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did that, aside from the little power <laughs> yeah. premature leak that you got. All right, well, congratulations <laughs> once again, sir. That is spectacular news. Thank you. You'll have to keep us posted about, uh, you know, what else happens from here in terms of it, because you said it doesn't happen till December, right? Oh, I sure will. Okay, cool. All right, on this Viking stuff, I mentioned it's playoff week. They finished a game at Soldier Field in Week 18 that really felt like a preseason game. Uh, Yannick, who's on the show tonight, he was there with me. We had uh, well, tickets were dirt cheap, so we we made the trip down there. Uh, Sally, when you were watching that game at home, did you have anything that you took away from it that really got you motivated, or was it just kind of you know an exhibition feeling bout? Yeah, I said beforehand um, when I was getting ready, you know, driving to where I was going to be watching the game. I'm like, this just feels strange. I don't have any anxiety. I don't feel any nervousness or stress or uneasiness. And yeah, I mean, I kind of felt that way throughout the game other than, you know, hoping that no one would get injured. That was really Mm -hmm. the only stress. But I don't feel like it was a true representation of either team being that. I mean, yes, the starters looked really good in the first quarter. Or sorry, the first half, but they, you know, they were playing the Bears depleted <laughs> team. So, yeah, it felt very preseason-esque for sure. But it was still nice to see them come out and give it 100% um, guys of all skill levels. Yeah, the when it got down to the final fourth, the fourth quarter or so, I should say, uh, the, the Bears fans in our vicinity, A, kind of united with Vikings fans to cheer fuck the Packers just for, you know, no apparent <laughs> reason. You know how it goes. And then they were scoreboard watching for the draft pick because that became a thing that the Texans were about to win. <laughs> and it would turn out to be Lovey Smith's FU on the way out the door, evidently. How come nobody on this panel told me that Sh- Soldier Field is very weird on the outside? You know, I thought it was. What do you mean? Well, I thought it was like a stadium, but it's like this hodgepodge of different architecture. Like it looks like a courthouse in one spot, then it looks like a spaceship on one spot, and then it just looks like like a spaceship. Yeah, it's yeah. I expected. I don't know why. Maybe they never show it on national TV from the perimeter, like they do our stadium or like Seattle. They always show the downtown, the Ferris wheel. But Yannick and I were walking up to it from our hotel, like walking through the park. First of all, I'm thinking, is this the right spot? Yeah, tailgating is like way out, not even more near the stadium. And then like Yannick's like, that's it. And I was like, well, that can't be it. That's not a stadium. It like (laughs) it looked like this Mm -hmm. makeshift thing that had just been pasted together. Now, inside, it was cool and historic looking um, and we had a wonderful time. But I never knew that it was just this big blob of architecture that was added on over the years. It's in a terrible spot. It's a pain to get to. It's a pain to get out of as you experience. You just kind of are walking mm-hmm. to nowhere. Kind yeah. of. Um, but I'm glad you guys had a good time. No one was mean to you. No, not at all. I've, I was told horror stories by my Packer fan uncle that I never wanted to go there because they yeah. are rude. But I'm guessing that a, when he went there as a young man, he was a prick when he was there and they were a prick right back or because the bears fans just didn't give a shit. Cause they had, you know, were three and 13 or whatever. My mom has an experience there. Um, <laughs> she um, was at the bears and the fans were throwing snowballs at Viking fans. And she said she had to use the bathroom. And she said, she stood up and turned around and said, listen, I gotta go to the bathroom. Throw no snowballs at me. <laughs> One of the games. And she said, they were just like hitting fans. She said, but they like, let her go by. <laughs> but, um, I'm sure they were just steady hitting by <laughs> with snowballs at the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard those stories. So I'm guessing, Yannick, that in the aftermath of it all, we just went to a very 
subdued game. We got them at a good time. We got the W. It was cool because the the tickets that I picked on accident happened to be where the Vikings warmed up, and we were there when the building opened at ten. And so the players came up and took selfies with kids. So you know we were like within touching distance uh, of all the dudes, and that was quite the experience. Yannick, your takeaways from that game? Now it's firmly in the rear view. Got the playoffs here Sunday, but uh, put a bow on the Bears for us. Um, we entered the game with the hopes to to get the experience of the of the memories of the Packers game out of our minds, and I think they. The starters have done that. They played well enough to to go into the playoffs with a good feeling. And another big part is that no one got hurt. That's always uh, important when, when the game doesn't really matter much. So I think we overall, the game was a good one for the Vikings. Yeah, I think to Kevin O'Connell's credit, I tweeted this later that afternoon that what he wanted to accomplish, he like checked them systematically off the list. Like it was keep dudes mostly healthy, get the bad taste out of your mouth, give the offensive line some run, get the young guys some run, go into the playoffs on a positive note. It worked. Uh, so my my little thing about just rest the stars, let's be safe. Uh, I evidently don't know what I'm talking about. Ron, your <laughs> thoughts, Bears, Vikings, week 18. I mean, I think, yeah, Yannick nailed it on the head. No one got hurt. Uh, that was the most important thing. So aside from the win, whatnot, um, the offense did seem to look good. Um, Madison looked like he was running with some anger, um, which maybe that's something that you uh, that you use a little more in the playoffs. Nothing against Dalvin, but Madison's fresh. Hasn't played a lot all year, so um, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, some bright spots, obviously. You know, we have uh, Duke Shelley's number one stand here and um to see him continue to play well get that interception um i mean yeah you some of those guys um that have shown flashes like you see some of that sustained success um again in limited role but uh um you know i think chris reed at center um was a complete 180 from that packer game because a week of practice will do that for you so um but yeah it's uh the Bears obviously had nothing to play for, you know, if they got the number one pick because of the Texans and, um, <laughs> you know, good for Lovey Smith to give them the big FU on it. But unfortunately now uh, um, the, our division rival gets uh, better assets going forward. So, um, but yeah, I mean, no, no other real, you know, barn burners for takeaways uh, from the game. I think uh, this Shelly thing, is not a mirage any longer. Yannick and I were talking during the Bears game about how good he's been, and Yannick pointed out that the Bears tried to force him into the slot. And he, you know, he looks like a slot corner, but his skill set is geared towards being, you know, a primary or on the outside. And so I think because of that reason, it may not be a flash in the pan because the Vikings are used him or using him the way that he was groomed and the way that he he should play. And I think that I I you know whether or not uh, Sally is the the stand or the number one uh, fan that there is. I thought for about three weeks, like, oh, cool. He's making some good plays until Dancer gets back. But he's more than that now. They'd be foolish to consider it a mirage and not give him another audition. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty damn sure they will. Brian, I have to mention, mention this before we move on to the Giants. So we were talking with uh, Vikings fans because, uh, you know, let's face it, it was kind of a boring game. 
And somehow we got on the topic of injuries and I was dropping knowledge that you taught us that, you know, players really do think about not wanting to get hurt in a game like that at the end of the season because, you know, they might get stuck either there or, you know, on the shelf for the offseason. So uh, well, mainly yeah. the players who are not going into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that that was yeah. the yeah, that was I think that was what the topic was or that's what the conversation mm-hmm. was gearing toward about as to why the Bears just really didn't look too motivated. I was like, ah, 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 Mr. McKinney taught mm-hmm. us this. <laughs> so, well, their coach sure was motivated, losing his mind. Yeah. Right before halftime. <laughs> yeah. And then just with do the, it. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about with the um, field goal, how he was met. There was 12 men on the field, but like on TV, it looked like the issue was that they were saying the play clock ran out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed. And he was lost his mind. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. Yeah, they weren't clear on that. Like, well, up until they showed that final replay where you can clearly see Hawkinson was, you know, nowhere near being off the field. But for a while, it's like, what are you, you can go to replay now to throw a flag, but I get for 12 <laughs> men, you can. Yeah, but he was fired up. Nobody else was, but he was. Right. <laughs> a competitor. They were just trying to make it out safe. Um, so they have to stay and do any type of rehab or anything, and they can pack up and head back to wherever they stay in offseason. All right, on yep. the on the Giants. So this is uh, a New York team getting the playoffs the first time since 2016. Predictably, unsurprisingly, they are a lot of people's fashionable, sexy pick to you know score the upset this weekend. I've seen it all over the place from Rich Gannon, uh, Ron Gronkowski, almost all of NFL Network. Uh, it's kind of the thing to pick the Giants this week. Um, but the, the thing that's strange is they're not like this juggernaut. In the last 10 games, they're three, six, and one. Daniel Jones has played quite well, but it's not like, you know, we got Brady or somebody who's coming. It, it's just the Giants. Um, so I'm at a piece with this game, not like a complete, we're going to, we are going to steamroll them. Um, it won't surprise me one bit if it gets all close and nail biting. But Sally, are you. I know you're excited uh, about the playoffs back at home finally, but what about the general emotion or that uh, anxiety level you talked about? Well, to your point of a lot of national people picking um, the Giants, I think that also has a lot to do with there's not really many ups- upsets to choose mm-hmm. for this wild card weekend. Amen. It's not it's not as exciting as it normally is, and that's because we don't have a lot of like Tua's not going to play. I, Lamar's not going to play, right? Lamar Jackson. He has not going right. to play, correct? Right. So it's um, and then there's another. There's just not really very many exciting matchups, so I think that you have to pick something as a national pundit <laughs> that's going to be an upset, right? And and it, it could be. It's not like it's that far fetched, but there's just not a lot of other of other ways to go with that. Um, I, I feel very confident, which I'm not sure uh, is not my norm. Again, this is just <laughs> such a weird season. But I feel like when we were at that last game, yes, they came back towards the end and, and it was a nail biter with the 61 yard kick, but I still felt confident that they were going to pull it out. Um, I am concerned that the giants are going to have those players on the secondary back that they mm-hmm. did not have the first matchup. Um, and of course, concerned about the offensive line, but I feel very confident with them playing at home that they're going to be able to get it done. 
Yeah, I'm there too. And I, I'm predicting that they finally, alas, get a convincing win. You know, last week was semi-convincing, semi but it was kind of half speed. Um, I think also a cool note on the games you mentioned, the ones that are minus Tua and then minus Lamar. If you're traveling to the game like I'll be doing or you're tailgating like you, Sally, those two those two shitty games without the quarterbacks are going to be the ones we don't really see. Uh, because, yeah. yeah, they're right. They're sam- they're sandwiching the Vikings game. So uh, conveniently, we don't get to miss. We don't get to. We don't have to miss a bunch of delicious games. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, then, I'm right. Yeah, it's good. We are going to know San Francisco's outcome, too. Oh, my goodness. Saturday. I've been I've been on a couple radio shows this week pounding this drum that the same energy you had Sunday night cheering for the Lions. You need that exact energy cheering for the Seahawks because it is a game changer if they knock off the 49ers. Because A, you don't have to go to San Francisco where we have this horrid playoff history. And then B, you would host either the Bucks or the Cowboys. And I think that's your ticket to the NFC Championship uh, if you know if there is one in general. And remember what I said about the Lions, too. I said they come off as a team who just want to be a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty much the attitude. Did you watch that game, Bryant? I've seen like clips oh, of that. Oh, my goodness. It was so cool, you know, from, I guess, a Lions fan or a Vikings fan perspective because they were eliminated about 15 minutes before the game start. And they players now in the digital age, of course, they knew about it. And Dan Campbell said that their motivation was for Green Bay not to go to the playoffs. So the spoiler you talked about, usually when you hear that, you're like, okay, rah, rah, let's see what they do. But they looked like they were hellbent <laughs> on knocking mm-hmm. the Packers out. And that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was. Yeah. I mean, uh, Yannick and I were in uh, the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago cheering for the Lions as if they were the Vikings. That's how exciting it was. And that's what we have to do for Seattle on Saturday because it completely changes the vibe of Sunday's game. It's 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 the guaranteed path to a second home game if Pete Carroll can do us a solid Uh, Yannick Vikings Giants. It'll be your first playoff game that you'll go to in attendance. Uh, what's your confident meter on the Vikings? I'm pretty confident about this game. Uh, uh, you said it before, the, line, the Giants have won three of their last ten games. I stole that from you. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the three wins were against the Colts, the Commanders, and the Texans. So not like juggernaut teams they've beaten. Um and against the commanders, the commanders they needed some referee help at the end. They missed the obvious pass interference, ga- pass interference flag in the end zone. Um, so I'm, I feel pretty confident about the game. Ron, what say you, sir? It's a big week. I mean, you know, I I don't think they're really other than maybe the Eagles. Like that was the only game where I wasn't fully confident in, but it's Daniel Jones and, you know, Dan Orlovsky will go on and rank Daniel Jones. That was what eight and Kirk is 11 quarterback. Like just the, the narrative on it is just extremely dumb at this point. Um, and when you're throwing Daniel Jones and trying to say he's a better quarterback than Kirk cousins and the argument against Kirk is his playoff success. When Daniel Jones is, hasn't had any playoff or primetime success anyways. So, um, now the running ability of him um, is going to be difficult. Um, obviously, Saquon Barkley in the backfield and that revamped offensive line is going to be, um, you know, troublesome. It's and their defensive line, but I just don't see how um, they can keep up with us. Like if we 
like if we stick to just the passing game, their secondary, you know, like they brought Landon Collins back from, uh, you know, almost retirement and he's playing well, but they have a bunch of guys out there that, um, I mean, they're obviously they're, they have a good defense, but their secondary can be beat. And especially at our linebacking core. I mean, Jalen Smith is another one who, you know, had a, was doing great early in his career with the Cowboys, but then he's been on, you know, practice squads the last couple of years. So um, that part of the, the team doesn't scare me. Um, our defense on the other hand does scare me a little bit, um, but I actually, or whether it's, motivational or not ed donatel coming out today and basically saying that it's the veterans that are leading the squad i I like that because patrick peterson you know future hall of famer he's been there like he knows like how to play in these games you know dalvin tomlinson harrison phillips up front like they have a bunch of leaders that they brought in over the past few years so leaning on them i think is key um obviously harrison smith as well in the back end um so I'm confident. Um, now I'm not going to go out and say we're going to win by double digits, but I think we'll. Uh, I, unless it's something where we shoot ourselves in the foot with, you know, like dropping the ball, like or you know, like Dalvin, for example. Like sometimes when he fumbles, those fumbles come back to hurt us big. Um, like something like that, or you know, stupid penalties which we've avoided all year long. Um, hopefully, we can just play smart football. Um, because I think talent-wise, we're significantly better than the Giants. Brian, we've never done this show with the Vikings in the in the postseason. Um, and I did my homework. You played in eleven postseason games, and your team was seven and four in those. How much different is in eleven? You played in eleven playoff games. Yes, I didn't realize. Okay, eleven playoff games. I'm I'm thinking like eleven different times. I'm like, what? <laughs> like eleven different seasons. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not quite, not quite. Um, but if you if you count all the Miami stuff, then yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let me ask you that. Uh, how 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 different? You know, you, there's a lot of big regular season games, whether they're prime time or blah blah blah. <clears throat> what type of switch or how different is your preparation, if at um, all, going into the postseason? The playoffs, I feel like people kind of just give it all they got because it means like easy to sink or swim. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like the level of play, and even the coaches tell you, you know, when you're in those team meetings that people's level of play, the aggressiveness, and all those type of things, people become a lot more physical um, because they don't know if this is going to be the last week of being physical or is this going to carry us to next week. So the game gets a little more physical and um, people's level of play because everybody's trying to get to a championship. So the level of play kind of increases. And at this kind of time where the team who basically makes the least amount of mistakes is the team that's going to probably go on to the next round. Whether it was in from your experience, oh, sorry, sorry, Dustin. From your experience, does um, like experience is obviously a big thing at this stage. Now, I think the Vikings have a little more experience on their side as far as playoff experience goes than the Giants do. Is that a significant impact of knowing what the spotlight is like, knowing how much different the game is compared um, to the NFL, or for, is that just for, for guys having experience of being in the playoffs? You do need to have a sense that you know that people's game kind of raises a little bit. Like, it, it goes up. Um, so, like, you know, during the season, people are playing at a high level, but now it, it's like we're at the end now. So it's like the level and and people are okay with, you know, risking their body and just doing, like, a little bit more just to kind of get a few more yards and just, a few, you know, whatever needs to be done. So the, the, the level definitely goes up. So you can't – if you don't have much experience, get out there and still think you're going to play at your regular season level – 
and not know that you still have to like kind of give a little bit more um, because that one inch can make a big difference for them, you know, first down or not and cost a game or something. So the level goes up. So, I mean, people have to tell like some of these young guys who might not have experience yet that these guys are going to be a little more physical. These guys are going to really, you know, give it their all to try to make it to the next round. In your uh, time with the Vikings or of course with the Ravens, did did your offensive coordinator or head coach do you introduce new shit in the playoffs? Like, oh, you know, we're gonna unleash this, or is it just really just perfecting what you do best already? No, you you that's when you can play with things and unleash and do okay. a lot of different things because you're during the season and somebody it's always somebody comes up with something later in the year and they probably started practicing it in December, but they, mm-hmm. they haven't used it yet, like of especially if they're gonna make the playoffs. Like, oh, let's try it this week. So it'll be some trick plays. It'll be some things that maybe during the season they wouldn't normally have went for, but they're going to go for it just because it's like we got to take a chance to see, you know, what can we do, you know, what we can do. But, um, yeah, they pull things out of the hat um, just to just throw okie dokes and just things like that. So, yeah. Sally, so the Vikings were 11-0 and in one-score games, which is just marvelous. And – uh, I kind of find myself thinking, you know, sizing up this matchup that if it is a close game, which it probably will be, it's just going to feel like an ordinary Sunday because we've seen it <laughs> so many times. Does that give you solace to know that they've had on the job training this much? Or is it is it kind of like, well, they couldn't beat anybody by a mile. So, oh, boy, what's going to happen here? No, I mean, that really hasn't bothered me at all, all season. I mean, they say that good teams find ways to win. This team has found just about every way to win that I can think of this season. So I feel like everything that they have been through as far as coming back, getting back into games, closing out games, has prepared them for these playoffs. And I think because of that, they do have much more confidence than they would have had if they were just blowing teams out. I mean, they would have had confidence then, but it could have very well been false confidence, whereas they've shown that they can go through adversity and band together, whether it's special teams that steps up, the defense, the offense. If they've each done different facets of the game at different times, um, you know, taken it on their back and and won the game for for each other as a team. So I'm actually glad. I prefer that this is how they've gotten here, to be honest, because it's not going to be easy in the playoffs. Ron, in our lifetimes, um, when the Vikings, I'd say, win at least 12 games in a season, we're kind of pounding our chest, thinking we're we're going to do some cool things in the playoffs. Now we've won 13 games, and we're all kind of on eggshells, thinking, oh, I wonder what happens this weekend. Um, and in that in that vein, where the Vikings could go down 14-3 to in the first quarter, and we'll be like, oh, who gives a shit? We're going to be fine. Vikings could go up 14-3, to and we're going to be like, oh, God, they're going to squander this. That's where we live with this team. Does it give you um, some warm fuzzies to know that the Vikings won so many close games this year, or um, is it an indictment that they couldn't beat anybody by more than eight points, by for the most part? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, I think it's more of that 
you know, I'm happy that they were able to find so many different ways to win over the course of the year because they, I think that's a big mental aspect of it where if they get down 14, three, they know that they can get back in it because they've literally completed the greatest comeback in NFL history um, just a few weeks ago. So um, no deficit is going to scare them away. Um, But also, you know, again, like Sally said, good teams find a way to win. You know, I'd rather be lucky than good because, you know, I watched that 98 team, um, (laughs) you know, be better than everyone and, unlucky because the kicker um and you know again we watched 019 and we were better than them you know 200 some yards better and just got unlucky at the end um so uh, i'll take the luck um you know the old adage of luck is where preparation and opportunity meet so um as long as the team's prepared and they get their opportunities i i think again going back to their experience their veteran leadership this giants team like they they're a team on the rise like i'm not taking that away from them but i think they're a couple years away from being that team that's going to make some noise because again you look up and down their team they don't have many guys who have you know, been on, played on good teams before. So, um, whereas I'll take the 34 year old quarterback who's, you know, at least played in a couple of playoff games, beat through breeze, um, in the Superdome and, you know, Adam Thielen and these guys who have been on the NFC championship game team that didn't go our way. Um, now I'm not saying that they're going to make a run back that far, but against or that impact while being at home, I think that'll be too much, um, for the Giants to deal with. And yeah, I'm glad that if it ends up being a one point game, um, you know, hopefully we can continue to find ourselves on the right side of that. Yannick, no team in NFL history has had this impeccable of a record in close games. So does that, does that give them an advantage against the Giants who, by the way, also love and win close games? I think it gives them an, an advantage, uh, especially if the game is indeed closed uh, in the fourth quarter. We've been here, we've done that. Um, we know how to how to win the game in a in that spot, and I think the Vikings will will benefit from it. Um, even if they go down early, they know we we can do that. We we came back from from uh, down 33 nothing so he can come back from two touchdowns or whatever so i think that that experience will will benefit bryant um <clears throat> so with this intact this close game mantra the vikings all they do the only thing they're really really good at in this season is winning close games and i'll have to check the numbers here but i think the 2008 team Vikings team played in a bunch of close games. How much does that matter as you prepare prepare for the playoffs? Do you feel like you're built to win anything? I feel like they kind of are aware and have confidence and they find ways to win when it's close like that. But I don't think they're really going into the game, um, you know, worried about if it's going to be close or not. It's just really coming out with a win. Okay. All right. Well, I think one of my final questions here, I want you all to take off your blinders, your optimistic blinders for a a moment. Uh, The queen of enthusiasm, you particularly. Uh, So what I think is going to happen is I think they're going to beat the Giants pretty handily. I have 30 to 13 on record, believe it or not. And then I believe that they're probably going to get their asses thoroughly spanked next week in San Francisco. That's what I think. I do not see what I fear is in San Francisco. It's going to be one of not as bad as the Packer game, but it's going to be one of those 
classic games that's like, oh, yep, we didn't belong. Uh, what say you? Or aren't you going to look too far into the future? It's week by week, Dustin. <laughs> I don't know why you're already already saying that next week will be an L. Like, let's see how it goes. Let's see if San Francisco even wins. I mean, come on. We don't know what's going to happen here. So this week, which is what I'm focused on, the only – I've already said how I feel about it. The only thing that on the way – I was driving this morning and I was listening to K-Fan um, from yesterday, and they were replaying the play-by-play of the 2000 NFC Championship game. Oh, and they literally had like John Madden. <laughs> um, and that kind of made me, that reminded me because I was in seventh grade, how I had so much confidence. I hadn't really been hurt much back then. Like obviously I went through 98, but I didn't under, you know, it sucked, mm-hmm. but whatever. And um, I was so confident. I was popping off at school for the whole week, talking crap to everybody <laughs> And then it was 41 donut and I couldn't go to school for several days. So I am trying to remind myself of that a little bit because this, this optimism thing, I probably haven't felt it since seventh grade. So yeah, that, uh, that game, that'll do it. Um, yeah, Bryant in 2008, the Vikings, uh, played in 11 games decided by eight points or fewer. And you guys were six and five in those games. So a lot of tight games, uh, that year, what is your, do you really think Bryant, this team has a Super Bowl run in them? You just never know what can happen. Um, I had just actually did an interview for the Ravens two days ago and we talked about how the team was okay. Like, you know what I mean? But then got to the playoffs and like things just turned around, um, for us. Cause like really the year before we were 12 and four, went to the NFC championship and that would have been the year you thought. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the next year we were like 10 and six, barely mm-hmm. made it. <clears throat> and, but then got to the playoffs. I mean, they, you know, they were saying like when I came in, things changed though, but you just never know what can change when, and I, like I said, once you get to the playoffs, that's not always about who has the best record all season. It's just like how that team comes together and really just focuses on one game at a time and everybody buying in and just like trying to play, you know, as mistake free as possible. So, you, you just don't know. You don't know how things can turn out when it gets to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, beyond the shadow of a doubt, your 2012 team was a superior regular season team. Uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. the the, t- the year before that, the 2011 yeah. team. Oh, yeah, that team was fantastic. And then the 2012 team was just kind of, a, oh, well, let's see if they get frisky. And indeed, they did. Uh, right, so we, we talked well, about yeah, go uh, ahead. Do- I was going to say... Brian said you don't know how the playoffs are going to turn out, but apparently Dustin does. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's already going to happen next week. <laughs> Brian, I was going to say, because, you know, they were like, it, you know, on Twitter or whatnot, you see the 10 years ago, this play, whatever happened, and they showed the, um, the was it Jacoby Jones or Jacoby Torch Jones? Yeah. On the, um, yeah. And like, so I was watching that and I was watching your block. Your guard almost screwed it up for you guys. I don't you know did. if you saw that. You, you had your you had Elvis Dumerville. I had a block with the ball to like hit him. It was black. And he way. pushed him in almost he right into me. Flacco. If <laughs> 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 Flacco didn't, doesn't step up on that, yeah, he up. that play it doesn't matter. Flacco ended up having to step up for both sides because somebody else was coming from the other way. So it's a good thing he did step up because there was somebody yeah. from the other side coming too, and he stepped up and they gave him time. So the other person from the other side, when I got bumped off, 
I see him and I just bumped into him <laughs> the by time. It was I I've laughed at it because I was like he, like you had him just locked down and then here he comes. But we I would tell him sometimes up. come out like if you're not doing anything, come out and try to because we have a place Chip like that where he's actually done a great job at it, but that one he actually hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ron, my uh, huh. my opinion, there's been an embargo. Uh, but what would do you do? You think realistically that uh, you know Kurt can get hot and the defense can suddenly get good and this team can win three games and get to the Super Bowl? I mean, I, no offense to Joe Flacco, but if Joe Flacco can do it, Kirk Cousins can do it. Um, and now, granted, that defense was built a little different over there, uh, but. Again, it's when you have Justin Jefferson, who likely offensive player of the year, um, and you know, our we still have a lot of talent on this offense, and then we have some big names on defense. Um, so I, I like the chances, or I like the team that I'm rolling with. I'm not going to say I like their chances, but I'm happy with what we are throwing out there, um, including you know, especially not including, but especially with Duke Shelley manning that. Um, that right cornerback spot um, opposite of Patrick Peterson. Um, there's, you know, as long as 39 um, gets his head in the game because, man, he looks like he's afraid of contact. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll roll with this team with the veteran leadership and, uh, and just the talent. Now, again, one game at a time, we'll see what happens. Um, and who knows what, uh, what the future holds. But, yeah, Kirk can do it. Yannick, a realistic assessment of these upcoming <laughs> playoff games. Uh, so, like I said, I think <laughs> well, I think we will we will beat the Giants, and then it's it's going to be tough against great teams. Um, I think our chances would be better if the Seahawks somehow pull the up uh, the upset against the 49ers, and we have a second home game. Um, but sure, it's it's single em- elimination, and every team can can get hot in the playoffs. Maybe our coaches have some some tricks left, uh, some stuff they haven't used yet, because uh, the team was just playoff bound. It's like week twelve or something like that. Um, so everything is possible. But my realistic thoughts are that we win one game, and that's it. I want to ask you, Bryant, uh, real quick, can the Ravens knock off the Bengals without Lamar Jackson? I don't know. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Yeah. No, it'll be a tricky. It's going to be in Cincinnati, or it is in Cincinnati, and then Lamar basically ruled himself out today because of the sprained MCL or PCL or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, it was a blowout last week, wasn't it? Yeah, the they had. Part. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have Huntley, who's a little bit better. Um, but that poor team just got bitten by Lamar's injury, and I think the, I think the squad is Lamar centric, and you know, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. All right, I have thirty to thirteen. I think that this is the week where they get a nice little lead, and you know, the Giants' inexperience shows up, and we 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 get just enough to f- figure out ways why they could beat the 49ers the the following week. Yannick, what's your score prediction? Um, I think it's a close game. I've given up to predict any <laughs> blowout stuff. <laughs> so never never works. Um, so twenty eight, twenty four. I think Delvin Cook will have. Big day, 
Giants' run defense is pretty bad in all metrics, so I predict a pretty good day for Delvin Cook. Ron, hit us with the score. I got 27 to 20 uh, Vikings. Um, I think that may, that the Giants get a late touchdown uh, or field goal or late score to pull it within one score. But um, I, yeah, I think the Vikings are going to control um, the game. And, you know, I alluded to Madison um, and his fresh legs. I think if they get ahead, um, they may grind it out a little with him um, and then be able to rotate the two running backs in and out a little more than they have throughout the season. Um, just, because, yeah, like Yannick said, they have a bad run defense, so just attack them. Just if you run it every single time and get three, four yards of play, you're fine. Bryant, hit us with it. What's your prediction? Um, <clears throat> I think the Vikings will win it. I mean, the Vikings will be at home. I feel like they can win. I do feel like it'll still be a close game because <laughs> I, I just feel like both teams are going to come out here and – you know, try to give it their all on the Giants. They haven't been in the playoffs in a little minute either, I believe, right? Yep, 2016. Right. So I think um, they're going to go ahead and give it their all. But I do think the Vikings are going to win because I'm pretty sure in that locker room or in that team meeting room that somebody's mentioning how they've been the underdog <laughs> all season, but like a, such a great record with 13 and four and still been the underdog. And then the first week being at home in the playoffs was yet again the underdog. So that should be some added motivation uh, for them to pull out a win. Sally, last word. Well, um, I think I'm going to go 26. Because I'm going to count. Uh, yeah, I'm going to count <laughs> missed for extra missed point. extra point. <laughs> and uh, I think, I'm thinking 26 to 20. 26 20. Okay. Yeah, on those mixed extra points. Uh, Why not for me? I've been thinking this week about how it's so strange how we think of Greg Joseph. We're like, oh, this guy's money from, you know, he's clutch. And then we're like, oh, God, we like close our eyes when there's an extra point. Think about how strange of a world we live in where we love the guy. We want him to keep doing what he's doing, but we just accept there's going to be a missed extra point every every two weeks or so. It's very weird. Uh, well, and it's yeah. crazy. It's what's the craziest part about it is that it hasn't came back to bite them. No, no. And that's so weird. Mm-hmm. That's what's unbelievable about it, and I hope that we're not running on on borrowed time with that. But yes, it's got them into some ties that have taken them to overtime that it shouldn't have been that situation. But it has not lost them a game somehow. Yeah, yeah that's... We, we just thinks that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Think... she's not. No, she doesn't do the jinxes. That's my job, pal. I did the jinx for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Girl. Well, yeah, that one. <laughs> That one was like a just a broad, broad blanket <laughs> jinx that lasted four months. Uh, two two things yeah. to keep an eye on for the the listeners. Uh, we're on Garrett Bradbury watch. He was a full participant in practice today, uh, but one of my source guys messaged me that he tweaked the back again today, and it's not looking good. We shall see if that guy is correct. And then remember the new overtime rules. If we do get there, these two teams that love close games, the first team to score a touchdown does not uh, automatically win the game. It goes to the new rule where the other team can respond. It's the Josh Allen rule. And that's in effect. Here's why that's dumb. Because again, like I get it that 
they knee jerk reaction. They want Josh Allen to touch the ball last year. Um, they want them to have a chance. But you know what? The defense also gets paid. Go stop them from scoring a touchdown. Um, but then this is why it's dumb because if you win the coin toss, let's say in overtime, now you defer because you want the ball second because you want to know what's going to happen. So the first team scores a touchdown, second team scores a touchdown. Then if you're the second team, the one who won the coin toss, then you, if you don't go for two and if you kick the extra point, you're then at the disadvantage because they just need a field goal now. That's why it's dumb. Yeah, I was... Uh, no, let's appease the Josh Allen of the world. Yeah, I was... So I was always... Especially when I was growing up, when it was just uh, luck of the coin toss in the first field goal, that was always a little, like... That could be hard. That was different. Yeah. So I think yeah. they had it right for however many 20, 25 years when they right. said... Yeah. A touchdown should win it. Like, again, anyone who hates that, the defense should go out and, <laughs> and stop them. The defense also knows that they need a touchdown. So... Yeah. As long as they don't go to the college rules of putting the ball 25 and and going from there. But, yeah, I think it's dumb. Yep, and so well, that's, that's in play across the league now. So what would you say, Sally? I, I just think what's dumb about it is why is it should be a playoff-only rule then. Like, just make it the rule mm-hmm. or don't, you know. Yeah, I think for yeah. some reason why the Why is NFL it different is, than the regular season? Yeah, they're – they it was really right. weird when they shortened overtime to 10 minutes because that encouraged ties and then they added this one in i think it's to pr- promote offense and fairness because of the backlash in what two times in the last 3 years where the other team didn't even get a chance and it's like yeah and then they did that's yeah, but... because the quarterback gets the the spotlight so when they say well Josh Allen didn't have a chance to go for it but yeah it, you know it it's it, it's just dumb. Yeah. All right. Giants Vikings, 3.30 p.m. Central Time. And a week from, or I guess next Wednesday, we'll be back to talk and preview the divisional round or get a jump on the offseason. Uh, we shall see. Any closing arguments from the group? Right, you still got time to, to make your way up here for the game. It's going to be nice temperature-wise. <laughs> When's degrees. the game, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. 3.30. Uh. Then I gotta leave. I gotta go to LA on Tuesday. It's like a lot. <laughs> well, so I gotta be. Well, you're closer to LA from out here. <laughs> I ha- I have to be at. T- I'm getting on a plane at 7 a.m. on Monday, and you know I'm gonna be out until 2:30 a.m. after the W. So <laughs> yeah, no excuses. <laughs> are you gonna, Sunday. Sally? Are you gonna be back in back home in time for wherever the next game is? Or yeah, I'll be home Thursday. Are you already going to San Francisco? No. Uh, I don't know. No. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I don't think so. All right, group. We'll get back on schedule next Wednesday night. And like I said, chat about the divisional round or a depressing episode about next uh, off season next steps. Okay. All right. Have a okay. good night. All right. See y'all later. Yep. Later. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.